Mental health and wellbeing have never been more important. As well as working with the broader business community for more than 15 years, organisational psychologist Hayley Loken has worked closely with hospitality owners and managers to understand the issues they face. She's a practical person and today she offers a wealth of practical advice on mental health and wellbeing strategies for hospo workers and managers. This podcast has been sponsored by Employers Mutual Limited and is brought to you by the SA branch of the Australian Hotels Association. Today, Hayley is speaking with Tim Boylan. Hayley, today's topic is dealing with conflict. I know that this uh, has been really been requested by the um, the hospo industry because of um, you know what's occurred over COVID. Um, it, it's a pretty important topic, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And I think, unfortunately, this industry has had to equip themselves with some conflict resolution skills. And I know particularly for those of you who've been in the position of being medi hotels over the last couple of years, but even for the, for you know for venues and hotels, generally speaking, um, and even still, I know you're dealing with some pretty um, unpleasant customers every now and then, which is, which is just awful. Um, it it it's always been a topical issue though and I guess generally in training sessions that I've run for the last 15 or 20 years this has been something that's been generally always incorporated because we we really we're not great at dealing with conflict mm. and you know when people say that to me I sort of I try and reassure them to say well unless you're a, a sociopath you, you you probably don't love conflict and that's fine yes. that's yes. just us as people and particularly in this country where we're quite conflict diverse um, so I think we do need strategies you know particularly when we're faced with people who are you know getting quite aggressive and unpleasant mm. there is an argument that COVID has increased the amount of conflict we've seen in the community broadly speaking would you agree with that yeah absolutely and and some of you who have attended sessions that I've run in the last year or so have probably heard me say, I think it's just awful that you see these signs around the place at the moment that, you know, it's saying to customers, there's an, there's an expectation of a level of service. And if you are being rude or aggressive, you will be asked to leave. Our staff don't put, need to put up with it. Now, it's wonderful that it's there and hopefully it's giving staff in all sorts of venues some comfort that they just don't need to cop it. However, it's just awful that it actually needs to be there at all. Um, so I think, you know, we have seen a lot of conflict, certainly when the density limits were in place. And, you know, I, I know a lot of you had to have the roles of telling people they couldn't stand and drink and they couldn't dance and they couldn't enter certain places in the venue. And, and now, um, you know, you're faced with some of you are telling patrons they're not allowed to enter if they're not vaccinated and mm. all of those sorts of things. So, you know, all of this conflict, I think, is still is still occurring Um you know, it's it's just been an incredibly unfortunate situation that this industry, I think, has probably dealt with what I've seen a lot of that conflict more than other industries. Yes. And look, it's circumstantial, but just a few minutes ago, um, uh, one of the Hotels Association staff that walked past was actually advising an AHA member on how to to refuse service and, and which, is, which is dealing with, you know, conflict. So... Is there anything that would equip us to handle conflict more effectively or constructively? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we probably need to kind of define what we mean by conflict. So if if you're talking about conflict between two staff members um, where they've got a difference of opinion, things might be becoming a bit heated. Um, in that instance, I would say 
reframing that as not just, you know, so-and-so is not agreeing with me and they're being a bit bullheaded as opposed to actually this is an opportunity for us to learn from each other, to get some new ideas. It's it's a good thing that we don't see eye to eye because this gives us the opportunity to look more broadly at this issue. That probably helps to kind of reframe it. If you're talking about an aggressive customer, I'm certainly not suggesting that you should be thinking, okay, well, there's something really good to come from this. You know, sometimes that customer is just being disagreeable disagreeable, mm, and um, mm. just a bit unpleasant. So I think it depends on the sort of conflict that you're talking about. If it's a customer, then I think then we just need to have strategies for how to either remove ourselves or remove them. So, so what about a situation where we're talking about conflict with an aggressive customer? Yeah, so I think one of the first things that I would encourage staff at venues or hotels to do is is think about what is the source of that conflict. And and I really want to reinforce here that I'm not saying that there's any sort of excuse that would that would mean that behaviour is okay. But I think if we can start to think about why that customer is so upset, it might help us just to have a few more kind of tools at our disposal at, at our disposal or it just helps us to kind of um, have more options for our own response so for example you know is the customer just being a bit of a pain in the neck maybe but are they perhaps so fired up because you know they feel threatened they feel that they're in a situation where they can't control you know maybe they loved always going to that venue and they really enjoyed being there and now all of a sudden they can't go um, and so they don't feel that they have the ability to handle these changes in their world. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that makes it okay, but I think if we can start to think about, well, maybe it's just that all of this stuff is going on for them that they don't know how to process, that probably gives us a few more options. You know, maybe it will help us not fire up back at them quite as quickly. Do you think people respond differently to conflict? We don't all respond the same? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I said before, I think, you know, we're not great at dealing with conflict. And I think that's generally true. But all of us do have our kind of natural natural styles in dealing with conflict. Um, if For those of you that, that are interested in attending workshops on this, and we will roll out some workshops shortly, we're actually I'm actually going to give you um, a questionnaire that will help you identify what your natural style is when you're talking about conflict resolution. Um, but I'll just really quickly sort of talk you through it today. And I should just jump in there to say, so we're, we're um, recording in uh, mid-February. Yep. 2022 and the workshops that Haley's referring to are through the Australian Hotels Association yes. in South Australia. Yes, and they'll come out probably in the next couple of months. Okay. And, and um, a lot of what you're talking about here, you know, I really like that, uh, that, that sort of idea of, you know, where you can use empathy to, to perhaps draw, um, you know, an aggressive person on side a little bit, show a bit of understanding but and, and reframe it. But also it sounds like you're talking about, you know, teaching staff the, the best words to use sometimes to diffuse conflict. But I'm jumping ahead. Can you, can you talk us through the styles just briefly? Absolutely. So I'll talk you through them just, yeah, very quickly. Um, the first style is what we call competing, which is basically that we are putting our own concerns or ideas or views first and foremost. Um, now, again, some of you have probably heard me talk a little bit about this. In some situations, actually, I should say this up front, there's not to say that there is a right and a wrong way to deal with conflict because some some situations will call for something in particular, whereas others will call for something different. So mm -hmm. in, a, in, the, in the sense of co competing, um, you know, it sounds quite aggressive, but essentially what you're talking about is that your needs are more important than the other person's. Now, that might not be the most 
um, collaborative way to resolve an issue. However, the reality is that if you have a, a, a customer who isn't vaccinated, as an example, and you need them removed, there are there is no point in really collaborating about a shared solution there. The outcome has to be that the customer goes. So sometimes it is actually appropriate to have a conflict resolution style where your needs are met and their needs are not. Mm. There are words, yes, I agree with you, Tim, there are words that you could probably help to kind of, you know, not make it more inflamed and, yes. and to de-escalate things as much as possible. But there are some situations where one person's needs do need to trump the other. And that and that is about healthy assertiveness. That's right. You absolutely. own the business, mm. you have a policy, you're enforcing the policy and yeah. you have that right. That's exactly yeah. right. Okay. So the next style is accommodating or sort of smoothing over a conflict and this is kind of the opposite of competing. This is where your needs are secondary to the other person's. Um, you, you neglect your own concerns to, to satisfy someone else's requirements. So there is an element of self-sacrifice there. Now that might be appropriate if you think, you know, again, maybe you're thinking about a conflict with a staff member. Um, you you might take that approach because you might think, you know what, I'm actually not that invested in this. It, I don't care that much about yes. this. They really care. I'm just going to take a step back. Okay. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. If you mm -mm. do it all the time mm -hmm. and you do it for important things, it's, mm -hmm. it's not healthy. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So the next one is about compromising. Now, this can be about sort of finding a mutually acceptable solution which satisfies both people. Um, and it can create a kind of a win-win where both parties are happy, but it's a risk as well because you can also both lose out. So mm. in compromising, maybe no one gets something that they're happy with or maybe you both do. Um, so it kind of depends. Sometimes it's really useful. Sometimes it can actually be a loss for both. Just thinking of the word politics, I don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> what's, the, what's the fourth style? So then it's about being kind of unassertive or uncooperative. So this is basically where you just avoid things altogether. Um, now, this is kind of putting an issue completely on the back burner until a better time or withdrawing from a threatening situation. So again, as Tim said, if this is something that you're doing all the time because you just don't want to deal with it, then there are going to come up to be issues with that. But in a situation where... <clears throat> You've got a customer that's being really aggressive, physically aggressive and threatening staff. Mm. It's probably quite appropriate to actually actually withdraw from that situation and either call your security if you've got them on site or call SAPOL. So I think, you know, you don't always have to be the one to get in and resolve that conflict. If you feel threatened or if you feel like your physical safety is, is um, in jeopardy, withdrawing yourself from that situation actually probably could be the best way to go. Okay. And, and then the final um, one, yeah. and this is kind of your, you know, your gold standard, I suppose, and this is about collaborating or problem solving. It's where you're kind of working together to come up with a solution that satisfies both needs. So, you know, I, I suppose an example of this might be if a customer's being um, difficult because they can't get a certain type of food, if they're intolerant to something and they're demanding something on the menu that can't happen, you know, it's working together with that customer to find a situation that is beneficial to both. So if they're saying, I have to have X and you're going, we don't do that, then rather than you digging your heels in, they dig their heels in, you're kind of meeting halfway and going, okay, look, we can't provide you with this, but an alternative might be this. Would that be okay? And so both people end up, end up happy. So we probably have a natural conflict resolution style, but we probably don't think about it. Um, why is it important to understand our, our natural style? Yeah, and look, I think it is. And I guess um, 
I'm, I'm a bit of a broken record in this in this area, I think. <laughs> go, and go uh, right <laughs> You've probably heard me say it before. But really, it, you know, we have to start by understanding ourselves. It, it has to start with us. The better we understand ourselves, the better we understand our natural styles. And this goes for everything. This goes for the emotional intelligence gear that we talked about last time. It goes, it goes for resilience as well. You know, we need to understand ourselves really, really well, because that will give us an understanding of what our natural styles are. So if you are the sort of person that will always withdraw from conflict, that's a good thing to know, because you can start to kind of work on that, uh, rather than just go, oh, that's just me, and I am who I am, and I'll say, lovey, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. There are things we can do about that, but you need to know it first. So, you know, rather than flying blind, the, the more information that you can get about yourself, the more you understand yourself, the more you understand how you work, the better place you are to get the outcome that you want. And if you understand the different styles, you can understand how different members of your team have different styles and then work with those as, as appropriate, I guess. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're at risk of kind of making assumptions. You know, what we don't understand, the way our brains work, we, we connect the dots in our own heads to form a picture that makes sense to us. So the more that we know about ourselves and each other, the better placed we are not to make assumptions but to work cohesively together. Hayley Lurkin, thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. You've been listening to organisational psychologist Hayley Loken in conversation with Tim Boylan. This podcast is kindly sponsored by Employers Mutual Limited and is brought to you by the SA branch of the Australian Hotels Association. If you or someone you know needs urgent help, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Call Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or go online. Thanks for listening.